When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Welcome to the Dope Black Woman Podcast, the podcast where we share stories of black excellence as part of our safe digital sisterhood. I'm Leanne Levos. I'm Rashan. You can call me Shan. I'm Livs. Somebody said to me yesterday, "Core blimey," and I was like, "Who says core?" Like I've never heard that <laughs> my entire life. And they were like, yeah, "It's a British thing." I was like, "Nobody in England says core." I was like, "Rashan does." And that people only like send this. Rashan and people only send this. That's it. <laughs> I've never yeah, heard. Like, I say all the time. I'm like, "What do I say?" Let's call Blimey Giza. Call Blimey Giza. <laughs> I've literally never heard anybody in England ever say core blimey. Well, not even you. I've heard people say blimey, but not core. Yeah, ma'am. The core is key to the sentence. Should we do the introduction? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> well, this week on the podcast, we're discussing trauma. <laughs> Oh, my God. oh guys, guys, guys! <laughs> Isn't that every me. week? That's all for me. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Dope Black Woman and Instagram at Dope Black Woman One. Bye. <laughs> oh God, dead guys. No, seriously. Hi, guys. I miss you. I miss you. Oh, I miss you too. I just need cuddles in real life, guys. Okay, everybody just tried uh, one at a time. Everybody <laughs> clearly had a, an interesting couple of weeks. Um, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, we haven't recorded together for almost a month because we've done our oh, individual episodes. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. This is good, though. Yeah. This I is think, therapy, guys, in its purest form. <laughs> That's why my camera's off, so I can cry in its purest form. <laughs> so, Leanne, tell us about life in Jamaica and what that's been like since you moved. So, I've been back in Jamaica since September. Yeah, I got here like the second to last week of August. And that's I think- mad, you know. We're now in March. Crazy. So it's been what kind of like roughly the six, seven mark month mark. And I think mm-hmm. I'm only just realizing today that I live here. 
<laughs> what do you think you're doing before? You're just flying a plane for no reason with all your stuff? <laughs> you know what? It's the first month that I've been here that I haven't been able to go to the beach. And I'm like, wow, this is what real life is like. Like, you can't take a day at the beach every fucking weekend. <laughs> and you have to work honey yeah i've had so much work to do in the past couple of weeks and will have so much work to do in the next few weeks that the real life is starting to set in and like the fact that so even today jamaican people have a style when they drive where they like to honk at you before the light has turned green <laughs> so it's like they know it like the taxi drivers know that the light is about to turn green in 0.75 seconds and at 0.5 seconds they're gonna be like okay so i'm gonna start honking at her now to let her know that she needs to keep it moving that sounds and- a lot like passive aggression <laughs> like, yeah. no just aggression no nothing passive about it and I, I guess, yeah, kind of it's, it's, I've noticed it since I've been here, but now it's starting to really annoy me. And I know that's like the most minor thing that I could possibly complain about um, in light of the fact that I can go to the beach every weekend if I really, you know, wanted to, or, you know, I have friends and family and sunshine and I'm, I'm appreciative and blessed to have all of that. But I just want them to stop, stop honking at me. And I was driving home today to record this podcast and I literally had to like, somebody was honking at me from behind and I pulled up my handbrake. I turned on Dumpling Remix to Spice's verse and I just sat there and I was just like, I'm going to let them honk at me because I need to embrace this moment of peace. Hey gang. (laughs) And pettiness. Yeah, I, that was my only cons- consolation was that I, I could be petty for like 0.5 seconds before everybody else in the line started honking at me. So that's my rant for the day. I can Guys, can we just her. say, look at this sunset glow. Like, you look good. I am glowing right now. Like, <laughs> I'm like, like, wait, did you she like that? Where is this glow coming from? Is it internal? Have you been sitting in the sun? Combination. That D, that vitamin D. No, I think it's just like, like sunset hour where the sun is just setting and I feel like I've just got it just right. Oh, yeah. That's I'm feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, there's been that, there's been George Floyd, there's been this, there's been that and it just is a never ending list of Oh shit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of mad to even think like um, when the Australian uh, bushfires happened mm. in like January 2020. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be the story of the year. And it's like, the world was like, no girl, <laughs> you ain't ready. Like, you ain't ready, boo, coming. <laughs> so true. That was just the appetizer. <laughs> Oh, Lord. I mean, and who knows what's going to happen next, but we have to keep going. And I guess, you know, if there, if anything, I feel like it shows us, at least I can only speak for the Black community, how resourceful we all are and how when we are collectively aligned, how powerful we can be. Um, I think that's yeah. something that we've demonstrated this year. But outside of that, I don't know if there's anything else we can depend on in this life. <laughs> Shan, what's going on? Give us some good news. Give us some bad news. 
just some news. Yeah. Um, what's going on? Nothing's going on. Um, I'm in a weird space at the moment because I feel like ultimately, when it comes to how my mental health's been in lockdown, I think I'm starting to feel a lot more lighter, and I feel like I'm starting to go back to. I wouldn't say normal. I don't. I don't think I'm gonna. I've, I had a conversation with Leanne actually where. I basically decided I'm not going to try and try and have an aim to go back to what normal was before because it will never really be like that again. But um, I'm starting to feel more like Shan of what I feel like Shan should feel like. But then I think alongside alongside of feeling more like me, which is obviously positive because I'm starting to feel better, I'm also dealing with a situation that's um, quite consuming and actually brings a lot of sadness. So it's weird because it's like, in isolation of that situation, I'm really sad. But actually, outside of it, I'm doing well. <laughs> do you get what I mean? So yeah. it's like, how mm. do you feel right now? I feel great and then depressed. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's it's, a great thing, a actually. And I think that shows some sort of resilience because you're not allowing this very sad situation to fuck up all of the progress that you've made to feel like Shan again. You know what I mean? I think if, if you were in a low space everything would feel not as great you know whereas yeah, able yeah. to compartmentalize and say yeah this is a sad situation but also simultaneously recognize that life is actually not as bad as it could be yeah i think you know going through lockdown and um experience individual woes experience no i think going through lockdown and, and experiencing in, in like individual woes but also seeing my friends and families and people's online and the things that they're going through in the middle of a pandemic really helped put things into perspective. So I feel like if the pandemic hadn't happened and this happened last year pre-COVID, I feel like I would have been in dark, a dark place. Whereas now, because I've gone through COVID, it shifted my perspective a lot. So actually, it doesn't feel like such a burden anymore because it, the reality is, like last year, a lot of lives, unfortunately, were lost and I'm still here breathing. So not to say that, like, because I'm alive and breathing, I can't be upset about stuff but it does shift a lot of it does put a lot of things into perspective in terms of how much you should allow them to consume you and for how and how long for mm -hmm. yeah I think that's definitely something I've taken into consideration that um I mean as you guys know like I lost my dad last year and that in the midst of pandemic even though I've definitely been dealing with like depression and grief I feel like my anxiety has got better or my my ability to deal with my anxiety has got better because like you said it's just that thing of putting life into perspective like we've literally been thrown into a pandemic like a global on a global scale like every single person has been affected and yeah I kind of I think I've got better at dealing with the little things and not like worry like not stressing about the little things so much anymore like I know that things will work out in a way and I think sometimes you own that mindset that like shift only comes from tragedy which is really sad but you know it's got, I think there's some truth to that yeah yeah I mean I guess things happen for us to be able I mean hopefully when things happen we're able to I guess draw lessons from it which is really ironic because here you guys are <laughs> talking about the woes of of real life and saying don't sweat the small things where I started off complaining about people honking horns <laughs> <laughs> I started off petty and you guys took it somewhere so thanks for that reminder Aww. 
very it's okay but there's always, i feel like there's always shifts though isn't there because in like depending on your day someone could step on your foot and you could be like oh no problem don't worry someone could step on your foot another day you're like you stupid whore like not that i'll call anyone a whore but like you just <laughs> that you could just be the thing that breaks you so angry yeah because you don't realize that you're suppressing all of these emotions and you will have one simple thing and then you will see yourself acting the way well i can only talk for myself but i've had this before where i feel like i'm fine i'm and i will use the term I'm floating and then someone will do the smallest thing like not call back at six o'clock when they said six o'clock and I'll call back at 6.03 and I'll be like I can't rely on you <laughs> you let me down and then after I come off the call and be like fucking hell Shad call blowing geezer you can rely on them but they didn't let you down it was three minutes like it was 180 seconds fucking hell <laughs> and then I have to call them back and be like, I'm so sorry. I mean, that hasn't happened in a while, but I'm just saying, like, even though you're saying it's a smaller thing, sometimes you ha- you have other stuff on, and that is just a trigger True. to the rest of your emotions. Like, you don't even realise it because it's so it's so deep-rooted, it's so subconscious. Do you get what I mean? Like, sometimes I'll float uh-huh. away, my friends will be like, well, what's wrong? And I'll be like, nothing. And they're like, okay, we'll just think about what, what could be wrong, and then you might find out what the thing actually is. Because often or not, we're so used to dealing and, and, and like, being i'm putting this in the biggest quote marks ever yeah but we're so used to being strong black women that we don't even realize when we're actually dealing with a lot because we're so used to having to put up this great wall of china strength that, that shouldn't I'm be there yeah <laughs> i'm so done yeah i remember um so like i think it was about three weeks after my dad died i was in a supermarket and I thought like when someone passes I guess you have that time after it happens where you kind of almost feel like you're okay because it's like the initial shock has come but the long-term grief hasn't quite hit yet during that in-between floaty point and I was in the supermarket and people and I was queuing up to pay and people kept like going like cutting in in front of me because in my head, I've left this two meter gap between me and the next person. But people thought I wasn't in the queue, so they would get code in front of me. And by the third person, I switched. I was like, ah! the shopkeeper was like, nah, this girl is crazy. And like, just like, although it was an annoying situation, it was like that straw that broke the camel's back. And then, like, I just like crying and crying, and I was like, "This situation is so stressful." But you know, you crying, you got mask on, so now you can't breathe. <laughs> the whole situation is stressful. Now you're having a panic attack all because like, someone's yeah, in front of you. <laughs> and it's just long, man. It's just long. Do you feel like people? Because there's this idea of like, oh, Jamaica, like it's an island, it's paradise, but like people don't realise you still have your nine to five, you still have like your working life. Like you think you kind of thought, you know, it's going to be so much more breezy and easy than living in London. And now it's like reality is set in. Um, I think it's like a balance of two things. So I, I know that, I mean, I've lived and worked in Jamaica before, so I know that it can be hard. Um, and I think it's a lot easier for me because I've never worked in a nine to five. I've always had like a flexible working, you know, it's 1230 in the middle of the day and I'm at home talking to you guys because I have a flexible um, kind of work schedule. But for most people, they take their hour work, you know, 
our lunch break, sorry, to go and go to the bank or to run some sort of other errand because nine to five is exactly what it is. Like you can't leave to go and run an errand very quickly or go to the doctor because really going to the doctor or the bank could take you a couple of hours. Like it's not an in and out process. (laughs) It took me a week to open up my bank account when I got home. I'm not even joking literally i went to the bank every single day for five days to open my bank account and that was a situation but it's very it's a, it's exemplary of what of the difficulties that you have living in a developing country which i think um you know the slowness mm. of things um it did feel like i was moving into a time warp in terms of social interactions in some settings and just like you know i can't just there's no tapping here. I can't. Well, we just introduced tapping and chip and pin, you know, like. Uh, uh, I live for contactless. Contactless <laughs> yeah. is my life. <laughs> I live for losing my card. I've lost it again. Today. For the third time in four weeks. Sean, how did you lose your card? I have to order a new card for the third time. Barkley's... Listen, Barkley's must be thinking, this girl's whatless. <laughs> Barclays are thinking this is not Rashad. Like, who is this person? Does she think she's smart? Like, <laughs> this is some fraud shit taking place. Like, one hundred percent. It's funny because every now and again, Shan will send me a message and be like, "Cause we share an Amazon Prime account." Um, and as many of us do, I think there's like four of us. Yeah, so nice. Yeah, said we share an Amazon Prime account. No, we don't share an Amazon Prime account. I use Leanne's one because I'm too poor to pay for my own. Me, along with like 15 of Leanne's friends, all use her account. <laughs> now you are really. I love how Leanne was so nice. Like, yeah, Leanne was so nice. Like, yeah, we share an account. No, no, no. Leanne pays herself and 15 other friends to use the Prime. <laughs> she pays 100% of that subscription. <laughs> Not even 90. Tra- one, zero, Transparency zero. around here. Transparency. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and again, Shan will message me and be like, oh, uh, can you, you know, order this and I'll pay you back or I'll send it back to your account because I lost my bank card. And he's like, is she reminding me that she's lost her bank card or has she lost it all over again? But clearly. <laughs> <laughs> it don't happen again. <laughs> Lives, how are you? Been going on on your end, Um, I'm doing okay. I think that in this weird period where we know that lockdown is somewhat coming to an end, but then I kind of feel like that's a lot of pressure. Like I'm seeing on social media, a lot of people being like, "Oh my god, so ready for April the twelfth! Oh my god, so ready for April the twelfth!" And it's like. I don't know. I kind of feel like it's sort of setting yourself up for disaster if you think that date's going to arrive and suddenly things are going to be like fine and back to normal and totally okay. And I think that that kind of worries me. I think that it's going to take years before we're back to like what we considered normal before. And also I think like the toll that this is this whole year has taken on our mental health is going to take a long time yeah. to resolve it. April's going to come and I'm still going to be depressed. <laughs> <laughs> My mental health will not magically like, Let's be honest. So, yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot lately, especially because um, a couple of days ago, March, literally a year since the UK went into official lockdown, which is insane to me that it's been a whole year. 
So I've been thinking about that a lot lately and just like how much change we've all experienced and just that the world has experienced in a year is, is kind of mad to think about. And I think, you know, all of us need to take a moment to kind of to pause and to breathe and to reflect on that because it has been a crazy fucking year. Yeah, and not even because of COVID, but because so much shit happened during that year. I mean, whether we're talking about personally or just on a larger scale in terms of Black Lives Matter, community, I mean, mental health has become a major issue. Violence against women has become, you know, has gone through the roof everywhere, not just Mm -hmm. one place, but literally almost everywhere in the world. And I feel like yeah if you're not if you're at least even a little bit tapped into what's going on it's a lot to carry uh, i was just listening to someone else uh say that where who were we talking oh we were on we had our international women's brunch right and we were all talking mm-hmm. about mental health it was actually a really good session and one of the women on the call i can't remember who it was shani i don't know if you remember was talking about megan markle and harry and how they literally had to tune out tune out all together did you guys watch the interview I did watch the interview. Did you watch it? I did, I did. Yeah, I watched it. Okay, what are you guys' thoughts? Like, what did you take from it? Um, well... Okay, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I thought it was interesting because I've never ever had um, a particular interest to the royal family at all. So this was probably the most time I've ever given <laughs> to anything to do with the royal family. One hundred percent. And it's so it's so sad because it had to have been like the most triggering experience to have watched like and listened to her stories. But what I, what I was in awe of the whole time, and I guess this is probably, I don't know. People might be like, "Is that what you took from it?" But I was just amazed actually that Harry was so brave to risk it all for the person that he loves. I'm being soppy, oh. but for me, it felt like I was watching a romantic love story. <laughs> and like yeah, the end of it, very, I, very I was, I was, You know what I mean? At the end of it, I was like, let me find me a Harry. Because he, he's actually risked a lot. Like, he's actually, he's actually really led his household. Do you get what I mean? He's risked, he's risked a lot. Man said you have no security. You've grown up your whole life as a prince. Yeah. And you're now oh. living far away from home with your wife. Who, let's deep it, yeah, if he was putting this into real, a real perspective. She's been divorced, is it twice before? No, I don't think it was twice, but definitely just once. once. Definitely. definitely once, yeah. Oh, frozen. Why? You should be. Leanne's recording. Or she was. was recording on my phone. <laughs> oh, you recording on your phone? I'm recording the Zoom. I'm not recording on my phone. Oh, I'm far from the mic, though. Oh, gosh. No, I can hear you. No, yeah. make sure you save it down. It's not going to sound good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we are where we are. I mean, it will just be you. Ah. Well, never mind. <laughs> Wait, so were you guys cut? Did, did you guys cut out as well, or was it just me? It was just you. Just you. Oh, You're Jamaican okay. Wi Fi. 
does that mean do you have to start recording again or no no, no it's still happened? recording i paused it when i was fr when i froze and it, it's just continuing to record so it's fine oh that's smart well done um so back to megan and harry i thought that um <laughs> we need to talk about harry and megan is that still on people's minds one of the points I thought was really interesting is um, Megan's obviously someone who's used to showbiz. Like she's a famous actress. She's done mm. interviews before. She, like she knows how the media works. She knows that people want are gonna like make sound bites or clip out her words or do whatever they want to do to it. And so I thought it was interesting that everything she said and the way she speaks is like so concise. And mm -hmm. so this is exactly what I mean because she knows she cannot step out of line. Yeah, she's not misconstrued. Yeah. Like, she, yeah, she she's so articulate and so well spoken because she knows how the media works. And I thought Harry was a lot more not honest, but like the way he spoke was a lot less like media trained. Yeah, like when he stepped into the interview, I felt like the tone kind of changed a it bit almost. Did. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Like he was but more willing think, to be like. Do you think he's got? Do you think he's got um, more to lose? I mean, less. Do you think he's more at risk? That's what the question is. Do you think he's more at risk? No, because I think like when you but, saw the media response to the interview, it was literally all about Megan. It's like Harry might as well have not been there as far as the media was concerned. Like, And I think that's why he was able to then have that approach though. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I just really, as you said, Livs, I appreciated, and you know, previously we've talked about this and I've said not great things about Harry or Megan for that matter. Um, but... For me, this is the first time I've heard Harry in a way that made me feel like, okay, he understands that he's not as far along in understanding the race thing, but he is willing to try and he's putting mm -hmm. steps to learn, which I appreciated. You know, I think because, you know, my previous beef with him was that he had done these things and never really addressed them. Um, but, you mm -hmm. know, the fact that he was like, look, I understand that I'm steeped in privilege and as a result, maybe ignorant to many things. I was actually something that I was quite it was I was surprised to hear it and it was really nice to hear it because I think so often white people can be like I'm not racist I'm not racist you know and very defensive uh -huh. when talking about race instead of just acknowledging openly um the fact that they are ignorant by their very placement in this world you know so I th I thought that was nice but you're right about Megan it was very she knew that she could not step out of line as you said or be misconstrued there was no room for it for her whereas I guess people are less focused on Harry I just love yeah. Oprah's facial expressions I was like <laughs> <laughs> the look of shock on her face every five seconds was comedic literally I'm like girl are you that shocked like are you are you <laughs> I also love how she was like so what's your child's first word and then the next question would be like are you and your brother speaking again? Like, how was your relationship? <laughs> um, and then, and then, Prince William's um, like media campaign since then has been actually freaking hilarious. I don't know if you guys have been watching it. Like, he got one of his like high school friends or something like that to come out and be like, Prince William's not a racist. 
said by a black. Yeah, man. I saw that, and I was thinking, you definitely said that you you you've known each other for ten years, but how much time, quality time, undivided attention, <laughs> has been given to your your friendship in building a rapport over the last ten years? Did you meet once in a science class and that never again? That is not that's not constituted as you being a good defense for someone not being racist. What on earth? Cool, blind Giza. <laughs> honestly it's like are you the best you could do is pull out someone you went to school with not even someone that's from your circle of influence and your circle of friends now someone you went to school with like that says everything you need to know it's so crazy it's just a mess it's just a mess but i don't understand how they have all of these resources in you know they're the most resourceful group of people if only because of the amount of money that they have and connections and nobody told them that was a bad idea <laughs> they were like no no it's great it's great they're probably like who knows a black guy who knows a black guy where do you get one from prince william's like i know one from like a while ago like <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was interesting that like and again the media did not pick up on this at all and you know just everything carries there was kind of swept under the carpet but for me one of the most interesting things that came from it is harry being like my family is trapped. Like we don't have control over the narrative. We are basically at the mercy of the UK press. Like we rely on the UK press to tell a good story about us. Like that to me was like, he's blown open like a whole new- Kind of one. Like he's, mm -hmm. yeah. But like the media were like, we're just not gonna acknowledge that. Like we're just gonna pretend that it happened. <laughs> How dare we hold ourselves accountable? I do think it was interesting, actually, on that note, because I never realised, and I could be being naive, again, as I said before, um, I've never had an interest into the royal family prior to this interview. Um, even when they got married, I didn't care at all. Um, but I do think it's interesting to hear that, because I never thought that. Knowing you, mm. I think I'm naive, because knowing you grow up, you see, like, prince and princesses and... They're in this castle and they're living their best life. Blah, 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 blah. Not to say that I thought that was the reality for um, them, but I just didn't think it would be so much control mm. and so much hierarchy, like from the inside. Because when he was talking about things they wanted to do, and they were like, "Well, who who do you go to? The Queen?" And she, he's like, "Well, he didn't say this, but he basically said, no, Amanda." <laughs> Imagine so you need to make an appointment to see your grandmother and you can't call her grandma you have to call her the queen yeah it's mad like i am i um i know a lot of people are into um princess diana and like stan her but <laughs> i was never like I, I never cared that much but i do respect kind of the fact that she was someone who again went against the grain and I remember, you know, people were kind of pulling up receipts about her famous interview and how there are parallels with Meghan. And one of the things that Diana said is that, um, you know, when she was living in Buckingham Palace and say she wanted to go talk to the Queen, she would have to, her person would have to make an appointment with the Queen's person. Yeah. Like, even if it was literally like, do you want a cup of tea? Like, you have to ask your people ask her like it's just mad like that is just insane yeah it's yeah you can't talk to each other or you can't just pop imagine it. if i was like rashan don't come to my room make an appointment <laughs> first <laughs> <laughs> you know me that wouldn't run i was open your door hi bitch <laughs> it's me it's me <laughs> <laughs> see 
yeah, that's also something that I took away from the interview that I found really sad is that, you know, if someone like Megan, who is very fair skinned and, you know, comes from a place of privilege, you know, she has her own career and her own money and her own wealth. And, you know, we've never seen her with her natural hair. Like she presents herself very Western. If someone like her can go through this, it's like what hope is there for, I, like, I felt sorry for like young black girls watching that interview and thinking, rah, like, who gives a shit about us then, basically, you know? Yeah, no, it's true. Oh. Anybody <laughs> have any happy stories to share? Anything good happened this week, guys? <laughs> Something good must have happened. What is your peak of the week? Oh, peak of the week, that's cute. Uh, probably all went for a run last night. <laughs> went for a run last night. Uh, I went for a run not yesterday. They day before. So basically, me and my friend, my best friend, we've set up a challenge on the night run app. So we're gonna do run. I think forty two k, forty two k in twenty one days, which works out like two k a day, which isn't like the hardest thing in the world. But I don't run, so for me, it'll be a challenge still. So on our first day we started on the phone and we realised that we could both be on the phone to each other as well as playing music to each other. Oh, nice. And it was like the most intimate experience ever to do with my best Aww. friend. And it was so lovely. Aww. So at the end of that call, I then shared it with some of my other friends. I think they've joined. But we basically just said, we need to either walk or run it. So like yesterday and today, I just walked it because my legs were hurting from the run. But I'm going to try and do most of them as walk runs. But I think that's something that I'm proud of for this week because... Um, especially with the Sarah Everard story that, that happened recently, I found that really triggering because I've had a, um, I've had an experience of being stalked before and yeah. I just find men in general quite scary, lol. Um, so because of that, I then haven't, I don't, I don't like jogging. Like I tried to jog a few months ago and I went for the jog and even though it was like seven in the morning and the streets are quite empty and stuff, that made me feel really, really scared because I was like, oh, is someone watching my route? Is someone watching like, what the time I've left, do you know what I mean? Like I've seen so many stories mm-hmm. online that it made me scared to simply go for a jog. But then being able to have my friend in my ears made the experience like a million times better. So hopefully when we talk next month, that'll be something that I can be like, yeah, I've completed it and feel proud of and continue to do. Because I don't I don't I don't want to live a life where I'm living it in fear or I'm not doing things out of fear. Especially when it's fear that's like beyond my control. Um can you send me that app? <laughs> yeah, you can join in with us. <laughs> you know why? Because I've been trying to go walking every morning, right? And I live in a particularly safe neighborhood, as neighborhoods are um, in Kingston. And But everybody keeps saying, oh, don't walk by yourself. Don't go walking by yourself. It's not safe. Da, 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 da. So someone bought me a machete and was like, oh, go walking with this. And I was like, that makes me feel even more unsafe. So, um, I think... I'm sure you said even, like, something small and compact, like, you know? No, yeah. Like, like, you're walking down the street with this. I was like, can't I just carry a knife or something? They were like, no, people need to be able to see it from afar so they know what you're walking with. (laughs) I can't. So, yeah, maybe the app will help me, Shan. Send it to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I put it in the chat. You guys can join in on the challenge. You 
feel like I need to kind of get over my fear of jogging. Like for me, it is not just a combination of like feeling safe as a woman on the street, but also like, I just feel like I look stupid jogging because I don't do it very often. And I feel like people are judging me and they're going to be like, that bitch is out of breath. But the reality is like, when you see people jogging, you really don't pay no mind. Like you, you see no them mind. for literally one second and then they're gone. And it's not like you're I mean? still thinking about that person. And but when it's you jogging, yeah, you feel like the world is watching you. And if you and if you see someone panting, you're thinking, "Wow, they had a good run." The other day, yeah, I'd literally been walking. I was literally walking, and I literally picked up the slowest jog ever. This is all been. Oh my gosh! Keep going! Keep going! Nearly there! Don't stop! <laughs> I was thinking, bitch, you are so nice. I just took a ten minute break. <laughs> oh, it's true though. I'm not going to lie. I go walking on a, there's like a golf course right behind my apartment. So I go walking on the golf course itself. And I definitely judge how people run. Actually, I don't know. It's not the energy I need right now. Do you know what I mean? Man. Are you even allowed to be on this golf course? Like, do you have a membership? Like, yeah. So people, there's a walking pass. You have a walking pass for this golf course. Oh, okay. Um, so I have I, I don't actually have a walking pass yet, but I plan on getting it. <laughs> You're just out in your cell. <laughs> Nobody's gonna come after me, it's fine. Yeah, I, I literally live behind the golf course. By the way, Lives, I really enjoyed your solo episode on social media. Um and the Oh thank you, Bear. It was really good. Really, really, really good. Um, for people who don't know, we are all doing separate episodes each month. And then at the end of each month, you'll get us together collectively. So I think there are a bunch of things that Shan Lives and I um, are eager to discuss that are passionate to us. And it's a way of you guys getting to know us a little bit better and what we do and what we care about as individuals. And then we'll come back and do this um lovely therapy session at the end of every month <laughs> um so you have absolutely lots of different content to look forward to lives has a very exciting episode coming up um and talking about toxic masculinity is that your next with my boo with yes next week you can hear the infamous josh yeah live in the flesh <laughs> um shan what's your next episode that's coming up I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> she doesn't know. I actually do know. Thank you very much. I actually have a waiting list of people waiting to talk to me. Oh, um, stop it! Yeah, let them know, honey. Let them know. Every Thursday. Thank you. Every Thursday. Every baby. Thursday, baby. <laughs> no, why are we the same person, girl? We. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks so much for listening to the podcast don't forget to subscribe and share and listen wherever you get your podcast from on facebook and twitter we're dope black woman and on instagram we are dope black woman one uh we'll be back with you next week until then stay blessed and unapologetically black all the way black black me black black tastic black tastic <laughs> Liz didn't even try. She was like, I'm going to wait. Because <laughs> oh, I knew it was going to flop. <laughs>
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.